Howdy, howdy, everyone. I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. Welcome to episode 80, currently recording it on May 20th, 2021, at exactly 10.16 a.m., where we'll most likely also be going up today. And uh, what are we talking about? Well, we're doing another one of these Q&A episodes where I take your questions from the Blue Couch Fan Discord, link in the description below, and I answer your questions. We got a good bit of responses this time, I think around seven or eight, and we're going to go over them. I'm going to answer the questions the best I can, and for the really dumb ones, really poorly. This is how it goes. The Q&A episodes are always fun. I always love doing these. So let's go ahead and get started with the first person up, Zachary Snyder of uh, the long-defunct Yin channel asked, if you could trade places with someone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? My first thought was to go with Peter Griffin from Family Guy. And given the fact that he is still alive and hasn't aged a day, really, since the start of the show. I think that would be kind of kind of base. I could hang out with, like, Lois and uh, punch Meg in the face. Like, it'd be, it'd be epic. I could do whatever the fuck I want with, like, very little consequences at all. I don't think Peter... I don't think Peter, throughout the majority of Family Guy, gets shit for anything. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go Peter Griffin from Family Guy, who was, who was alive. As far as someone dead, per se... Um, I don't know if I would trade places with them because they're dead and that would mean I would be dead. So the result would, would be the same, right? (laughs) Like if I trade places with Abraham Lincoln, I would be dead. But if I traded places with Joe who like fell off a ship and drowned, I'd also be dead. So I don't know. Is, is the context here that like, if I traded places with a dead person, I, I would be able to live their life rather than mine, like, we just, we just trade out, like, existences and shit, where it's almost like a Freaky Friday scenario, but, like, I, I go back in time as well, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of trippy, that'd be really trippy, oh, I don't know who I'd want to, want to be, though, is, is this, is the thing there, because I, I kind of like living in the, in the modern era, right, you know, I don't want to go back to like the 1860s. It'd be like, oh, I'm gonna fucking build a log cabin and fucking f- kill a bear for dinner tonight, honey. You want to eat fucking bear paw again? She's like, no, no, I don't want to eat bear paw for the fifth night in a row, Jim. Sounds shitty. Fuck that. I'm gonna do a podcast, so I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna stick with Peter Griffin, and uh, I'll get back to you if I think of anyone dead. <laughs> That I'd want to trade places with. Thank you for the question, Zach. Next up, question number two, we have from Obama, also known as Ramson. And he asks probably the most important question in the history of Aiden on Anchor. And uh, it simply goes, running or jumping, Phoenix? This is an inside joke in Ramson's particular server. One that I did not get for a long time. And I almost don't want to, like, spoil it. Right, because if I just tell you on Aiden on Anchor, and you're like, "Well, what the fuck does that mean?" Then you'll know, and then it'll make sense. But it's kind of funnier if you don't understand what it is actually referencing. Um, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna not, I'm gonna not spill the beans. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Ramson go. DM Ramson 
on Discord and ask what running or jumping Phoenix means if you really want to know. As far as my particular answer between the, with the two options, uh, running is definitely more iconic. So I'm going with that. Jumping, you know, epic for sure. But I'm going to go with the classic. Go running Phoenix. So running with the Phoenix as well. Different different word choice there. But still, same desired effect. It sounds better. Jump, jumping with the Phoenix. A little less epic. So I'm going to go running. Thank you, Ramson. Very epic. Hope that made sense to literally anybody. Question number three comes to us from MILF police. Wow. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew they were already up in arms and had their own police force? So good for them. Good for them, honestly. And uh, she asks, MBL season five, legend or myth? Oh, I feel like I'm on Mythbusters. Am I Jamie? Are we going to go blow something up with a fucking dynamite and figure out if it, if it exists or not? Is this legend or myth? I don't know. We're going to have to test it here together and, and find out. Um, I thought of NBL season five for sure, and we're definitely going to have to make a decision within the next month or so, because if I start any later than June, I feel like that's going to be a really bad idea. We've started before in like May, and uh, I believe we did April last year just because we were real early, um, but usually anywhere between May and June is like a good starting point. Anytime after June, it's like, ah. Eh, We've missed we've missed our boat because uh like I've told many people in in the Discord server before, uh everybody's usually very excited to start a new NBL season, right? I can get people to show up for like a four hour draft, you know, where I'm just streaming Pokemon shit. And that's really fun. I can get people to do their matches, we can get replays. It all works out wonderfully. But by the time we hit like week eight, it definitely becomes like a, a pulling teeth process where Getting everybody to not only do their final battles, but playoffs as well. Good God. it's uh, It takes a lot longer. The final the final two matches of any NBL season is typically the longest time. And that's just because the longer it goes on, the harder and harder it is to get people to show up and do their shit. We've had, I think, two seasons in a row now where just some playoff games were, were forfeited. And that sucks. That's really not fun for me personally. Uh, I get it. A lot of teams lose and have issues, right? And they don't want to don't want to play anymore. They lose interest. Um, but you got to stick through. You got to stick through the end, especially if you're winning, right? Especially if you've made it to playoffs. We've only had like what three coaches ever win a championship before? Me, patient, and uh, Ramson. So you know, season five. Heck, we could add a fourth person, or it could be patient again for a third season. I don't know. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. If you're listening to this episode of Aiden on Anchor and you are interested in an NBL season five, let me know. Like, go to my general chat, at me, or at me on Twitter, BlueCouchYT. Let me know if you're interested in NBL season five, because I haven't really asked anybody or gauged interest. Presumably, Patient would want to do it. Presumably, I would want to do it. But if you're like... Parker, if you're Calfro, if you're Ben, if you're Danku listening to this, whatever, let me know. And we'll we'll decide on June. It won't be May, because there's only like a week or two left in May. But we'll decide in June whether or not we want to do it and go from there. As of now, I don't care either way, you know? I, I've I won the championship last year. I feel pretty good. I'm I'm at the high peak of competitive Pokemon, right? So I might try to lean more into an analyst, you know, role kinda, maybe work on like 
live stream like battle content for it or some shit like turn it into an ESPN style show that might be fun but if I did that I don't know how many other people would show up I don't know point is we'll have to talk about it let me know if anyone else is interested who's listening to this on a non acre and thank you patient for the question all right next up we got a question from Ben no crazy nickname here thankfully it's just Ben <laughs> and he asked what would you want to see in the next mainline Pokemon game oh man you want to be here all day, right? Like, what what do I want personally in the, in the next mainline Pokemon game? It's so tough, you know, because a lot of people want a lot of different things. And sometimes what people want, like, isn't something that's, like, achievable or, like, worthwhile to put in the effort to do. Um, so it really is, like, a, a person-to-person kind of kind of question like somebody will say they want more difficult games other people will be like I don't really care about difficulty in Pokemon some will want more Pokemon variety others like I don't really care if we just have 50 to choose from and that's it right like everybody has so many particular wants and needs and shit Uh, I'd say for me like more than anything I want to go back to a era of Pokemon that was less focused on story and more focused on letting you form your own adventure. And what do I mean by that? I've talked about it before on stream. But the idea is that in Generation 1, for as much as people hate those games, and they have problems, believe me, one of the strengths in playing something like a Fire Red and Leaf Green is the required story content is essentially like two, three areas that you can clear out Whenever you want. In fact, you can even skip the Pokemon Tower and just narrow it down to two, like the Secret Base and Silphco. And once you've done, like, those three things, the story's done, right? And what that means is there's now a greater focus on forming your own adventure. By the time you beat Badge 3, you could do four, five, six in any order, basically. So if you wanted to do like Sabrina (laughs) before you did Celadon, you could do that. You could do Koga like last out of the three if you want, right? And that's just because you can go anywhere on the map. There's not really like things restricting you to one area. I mean, there's roadblocks, but you can get past those roadblocks whenever you want and do it in whatever order you want. A lot of the problem I've had with playing games like Sun and Moon and, and Sword and Shield especially is that it seems so focused on directing you one way. There's only one way you can play Sword and Shield, and it's from point A to point B, and the order in which you go from point A to point B is stagnant. Uh, Sun and Moon was even worse in this regard, where it felt like the first three hours were restricted to one big tutorial island, which means trying to replay those games is just fucking miserable. And I can never do it. I can't do it. I can't replay Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon. And I've replayed all the 3DS ones. I've replayed X and Y, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, a good bit of all of them. But Sun and Moon is the one I can't go back to, despite all its strengths. It has a great Pokemon roster. Story is one of the best. But it's just so restrictive in how it... uh plots out its progression in which order you have to go in and sure sword and shield improve things a little bit i like the wild area i like what they're doing with the dlc where they add new wild areas and make it a little bit more fun uh but still even sword and shield for the improvements it makes once you're on that story track you cannot leave 
And I want it to go back to, to an older form of Pokemon where, yes, there still is a story. And I would want it to be better than simply Team Rocket nonsense, obviously. Uh, but I want it to be an option, right? Similar to a Breath of the Wild Divine Beast situation where if I choose to go after the story, then make it a good story. But if I don't choose to go after the story, let me have fun like dicking around and going to like the sixth gym leader before the fourth one. Give me access to the map. Let me explore the other areas. And I'm sure someone will say, well, well what if you go into an area that's too hard and you get your ass kicked? Good. <laughs> that's what I want. I feel like that would add a ton of uh, variety and difficulty to Pokemon is if you could go to a later game area, you know? Wild Area already, like, introduced this concept where you could run into a Steelix that was, like, level 40 when you only have level 15 or 20 Pokemon. And that's awesome. That's what creates challenge in Pokemon. It's not, like, you know, boost up all the, the trainer battles and make them have insane abilities and shit. Like, just give them some higher levels, you know? Most people don't want to grind. If you give them the option to either do this tough battle or grind, 90% of them are going to choose the tough battle anyway. So, like, if you have harder areas in this Pokemon game that I can just go to whenever the fuck I want, that's awesome. If I can make the game easier by going to the easy areas first, that's cool as well. Give me options, right? Give me options in how I experience the story, how I progress, how I encounter Pokemon. Work with me here, you know? That's what I want more than anything. More than just like standard difficulty or story focus or the trees in the wild area don't look good or bring back the national. Those things would be nice, but it's not what I crave. It's not what I want, you know, out of a Pokemon game. That That's, that's what I would want more than anything from the next mainline entries. And it seems like uh, the Pokemon Arceus game, Legends, whatever the fuck it's called. It's a very bad name is pushing a little bit more forward in that aspect where it's a bit more open world. It's letting you have fun with the progression a little bit more. And uh, hopefully the story's not too annoying <laughs> for my liking, you know? Open, open world seems like the obvious step, and, I, and I'm for open world Pokemon games, but it, even if you don't do an open world one, like, borrow a little bit more of that approach that, like, Fire Red and Leaf Green took and give me just a bit more access to the region as a whole. Let me do what I want. Anyway, I've gone on long enough. Thank you, Ben, for the question. Hope that was satisfactory. Next up, question number five comes to us from Smartfella. This is a lie. I don't know who nicknamed Danku. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't nickname yourself Smart. Dumbfella, maybe. At, at the bare minimum. Smartfella? Mm, cringe. Anyway, they ask, who is sexier, Big Chungus or Amogus? There's a lot of porn of both, right? There's a lot of like really lewd, exquisitely detailed porn of Big Chungus and Amogus. Uh, and so that makes it kind of tough because depending on the situation, depending on the artist you search for, either or could be considerably sexy in any given moment in time. I think because Big Chungus came first, I tend to lean more toward Big Chungus. You know, not that not that Amogus can't be sexy. I've seen I've seen drawings, but like Big Chungus is naturally sexy, whereas the Among Us characters you have to really work for it, right? I find it harder because they don't have a face. 
most of them don't have any recognizable features. All you have to work with is like a color and a very like bean shaped. Big Chungus though, good lord, my guy. From the head down to the toe is insanely fuckable. Insanely fuckable. So yeah, I'm giving that one to Big Chungus. You may disagree. You may disagree. I might get a lot of heat for that in the in the <laughs> in any comments and social media interaction. But you know what? It's worth it because it's the truth. And I'm always right. Let that be known. Every every question I answer on A Non Acre is the objectively correct answer. It's coming coming straight from the source. Thank you for the question. Thank you. Up next, question number seven, six, number six. I have numbers on these on Discord. I don't know why the fuck. I don't know why the fuck I can't just read the damn number. Anyway, this one is from Jay the Zoomster who asks, what's the best chicken restaurant? Okay, so while I don't have an answer off the top of my head, I feel like what we could do is simply list chicken restaurants and easily decide that they're not the best. And so we can narrow our way down, right? So let's start off with what's obviously not the best chicken restaurant and work our way up. Okay. So Popeye's is not. And it's not because their chicken is uh, at fault here. I mean, it's not fantastic. But the chicken's actually okay. You know? Chicken is fine. Just not anything outstanding. Just not anything that hasn't already been done better by other restaurants. But where Popeye's really like loses its title of best chicken restaurant, I've said this a thousand times, is the sides, man. How can you eat the Popeye's green beans with a straight face and tell me they're good? How can you enjoy a Popeye's biscuit when it is hard and crunchy? Why? Why do people put up with mediocre sides? Yeah, Popeye's chicken's good. The sandwich is. But fuck, I'm not getting their fries. I'm not getting anything. You have to be an all-around place, right? You can't just you can't just do okay chicken and then expect everyone to be like, oh, this is the best chicken restaurant. This is better than fucking KFC. Are you high? No, sir. Cross some Popeyes off the list. Right then. Right then and there. Now, next up, KFC, right? KFC is definitely the most popular. But KFC. I don't know. I don't know. The sides are definitely better. I like the famous bowls. I like the mashed potatoes. Corn. I fuck on some corn, my guy. Let me tell you. Corn? Ugh. Amazing. But they're also kind of like average. Better chicken than Popeye's, I'd say. Um, But you don't get a lot of variety, you know? You get like, a regular bucket of chicken. I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever. But it's also, like, really greasy, too. I don't know. KFC isn't bad. It's like a step up from Popeye's. But we're still missing. We're still missing a lot of stuff. So I'm counting KFC out, too. Maybe a little bit of a hot take. I don't know. Next thing I'm crossing out is Jack's. This is a southern restaurant. So, you know, maybe some of the, maybe some of the people listening to this don't have a Jack's in their area. And that's fine. Uh, Jack's has really good chicken. I've enjoyed the chicken from Jack's a lot. I've even enjoyed the sides. But where Jack's gets on my bad side is when it comes down to portions, you know? I feel like every time I get chicken from Jack's, it is way too small. Oh, 12 pieces, whatever. It's like baby, baby pieces of chicken. And I get it. But like 
it's charging me money for like full size pieces and you're over here giving me like small shit so it's already like more expensive and you don't give me good portion shit like i don't know so i'm crossing jacks off too which leads us to in my opinion the two best chicken establishments we have zaxby's oh fucking zaxby's oh and bojangles right and I'm afraid for Bojangles' case because I've only had it one time. I've only had it once. We don't get that many Bojangles around West Tennessee. And if there is, you got to go out of your way to find it. And it's really good, and it's worth the pilgrimage. Make your pilgrimage down to your Bojangles. Get the breakfast, bowberry biscuits, get the chicken, get the sandwiches. Fantastic. But... I don't know if it would be intellectually honest if I were to give the award for best chicken restaurant to Bojangles if I've only had it one time, you know? Like, I had a fantastic experience, but we all know with any fast food restaurant that you're rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice every time you go up to the drive-thru. What happens if the employees are just ass? What happens if they take 30 minutes? What if the chicken isn't left in the microwave for too long? You know? I don't know. It could all go to shit immediately. And while I had a great Bojangles experience once, that's not to say that they're the most consistent. Whereas Zaxby's, every time I've gone, has been nothing but bangers. Every time. Granted, I would not eat Zaxby's every day. I think they're a little expensive. They're a little expensive. But whether it's the kicking chicken, the regular sandwich the tendies, whatever, the fucking salads are even good too, you ever get some fucking Zaxby salads, my mom gets them, right, them, them bitches good, shit, might have to just give it to Zaxby's, I might have to just give it to Zaxby's, that's, I think that's my favorite, oh shit, I forgot about Chick-fil-A, fuck, <laughs> I forgot about Chick-fil-A, oh no, uh, me and Chick-fil-A are not on great terms right now and it has nothing to do with chick-fil-a itself and more to do with the fact that i ate it every day at college and you know like anybody who's gone to college before if like you don't eat the cafeteria food and you eat the same thing from a restaurant every single day uh you start to hate it you start to really not fuck with it anymore and chick-fil-a is good food good chicken but like, oh man, I had it for like two months straight and I have not had Chick-fil-A since. It's also, let's be real, a very shitty company, you know, a very shitty, like, we're going to go ahead and mess with people kind of shit, you know, we're going to be like, oh, no gay people at the Chick-fil-A, woo. All right, Chick-fil-A, pop off, I guess, fuck you. Chick-fil-A is also too busy, you know? I feel like everybody is like, oh, go to Chick-fil-A. And unfortunately, that like ruins the experience for me. If I have to wait 30 minutes on a line to get a fucking chicken sandwich, then no. That's why people were so happy when Popeye's finally made a good chicken sandwich. It's like, oh shit, I don't have to wait in the fucking Chick-fil-A line for an hour. This is base. So it caused people to accept a little bit of mediocrity in their lives. You know, it caused people to go like, well, you know, I'm... I don't need Chick-fil-A. I can live without Chick-fil-A for two days. And then we went to Popeye's for a while. So 
Good for them. Good for their business. Um, but those factors, I think, take Chick-fil-A out of the discussion for me. I'm going to lock my answer in. I'm going to go with Zaxby's. I think it's a little expensive, but the lines are good. The variety is good. The sandwiches are good. Portions are good. They're not a shitty company as far as I know. Whew. Hope I don't read a news article. It's like Zaxby's puts fucking human feet in their, in their chicken and nobody found out until yesterday when Aiden of Blue Couch Productions did Nate on Anchor talking about how he loves Zaxby's. That's what's going to happen, right? It's all going to backfire in my face. I'm going to get a fucking Zaxby's doing a no-no on the news the very next day. Watch it happen. Watch it happen. But uh, yeah, sorry I went on for too long again. <laughs> but I, I have a lot of thoughts about chicken restaurants. I'm going to go with Zaxby's though. Zaxby's is, is the main one. Thank you for the question, Jay Zimster. All right. Next up, we got a question from Calfro. No one just giga drain on the server. And he says, riddle me this couch, man. In reality, what can you eat that gives you a superpower. You're talking like superfoods. Like I eat a pomegranate seed. And I'm like damn. Pomegranate. Look at me go. And you're going to fucking two liter cranberry juice. Just sip that bitch down. And be like oh shit I'm feeling healthy. Or are we just referring to like. Any food that makes me feel good. You know. <laughs> We're talking about a food I eat. And I'm like mmm. Them, them bitch is good. And I feel more energized, I guess. Is that the superpower? I don't don't think I've eaten any food that just, like, made me super fast. Or, like, a genius, you know? Most of the time, I eat, like, a Totino's party pizza. Put in the oven. Get it out. I'm like, mmm, that's nice. But I don't, like, feel incredibly epic afterwards. So, (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know about this question. I don't know what... What... Like, if it, if it were drugs, right, then it could be easy to answer. Because it's like every drug gives you a superpower. If you didn't know that, kids, any drug you, you take or uh, inhale can give you some form of, like, either super strength or, you know, supervision. Any type of shit. Just experiment. Just experiment and try shit out, honestly. Um, reality, what can you eat? Okay. So maybe I was reading this wrong maybe i could just answer drugs because he doesn't mention food here he just says in reality what can you eat so it's not necessarily a food it's just something i can ingest if i could eat motor oil and could like run longer like a car does right then that would be pretty base as well i don't know man i don't know what (laughs) i don't know what the fuck you wanted me to say here hopefully the tangent was good Hopefully the fucking random ass tangent was good. I don't, I don't fucking know. Thank you for the question, Calfro. You're epic. This is a tough riddle. I'm bad at riddles, clearly. And now, question number eight, the final question from Modern Bulbs. He asks, what color is your toothbrush? Hold the fuck up. Hold the fuck up. Let me go check. I'll be right back. (laughs) I'm not going to edit anything in here. I'm just going to literally go look. I'm going to go look. gonna believe this shit at all my guy guess what guess what this bitch blue this bitch blue get like blue catch productions yeah i know 
I have a blue toothbrush. Who would have thought? Who would have fucking thought? I didn't know. I didn't know off the, the top of my head. I know what <laughs> I know what the question is referring to. This is again one of those one of those inside jokes, one of those hidden memes, you know? You gotta kinda decipher what's going on, sort of shit. But again, I'm not explaining it. I'm not explaining it. You either know the lore or you don't. How about you show the fuck up and pay attention in the Discord chat and you would understand what these memes are, okay? But to answer the question literally, blue. My toothbrush is blue. There you go. Thank you for the question, Modern Bulbs. And thank you all for listening to the 80th episode of 89 on Anchor. We're getting real close. <laughs> We're getting pretty darn close to that magical episode 100. It'll be the first project or podcast or anything that I think has reached 100 episodes. You know, I've made more than 100 videos, but I haven't reached like a series reach 100 episodes. So 89 on Anchor could be the first. I just got to keep going. Uh, thank you to all the lovely people who left questions. Thank you to everybody who supports me, whether on Patreon or just any form of social media. Shout out to Jay the Zoomster and Parker for donating as well. There's a little donate button on Anchorage, you know. You could send me money, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, shit, that's based. But you don't have to. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'll see you next time, guys, for another episode of Aim on Anchor. Anchor.